0: Welcome to Free Talk Live. It's the live Sunday night edition. This is uh, Stephanie here with you and Mark. And you can hear us every Sunday night together. Free Talk Live is actually on every night of the week, but you can hear the combination of Mark and Stephanie every Sunday night, right?
1: That's right. We do this every sun, just about every Sunday. And, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes one of us is gone, but that's a, you know,
0: it's a rare occasion, probably only a couple times in the last year, I think. Um, and of course, Free Talk Live is a show where you can call in and take control of the airwaves. The number, if you want to reach us tonight, is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can bring up anything that's on your mind. And I just want to remind folks, too, that Free Talk Live uh, has a pretty unique website And uh, there's a cool feature there where you can submit stories if you want to hear them talked about on the air or you want to just get them in front of as many people's eyes as possible. We've got a way to do that over at freetalklive.com right at the top of the page. And, uh, you know, we can't promise that we'll read your story on the air. But if it's interesting, it'll get voted up by the sort of social bookmarking feature. Makes it much more likely. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we check that for show prep quite often, Mark, right? Yep. And so, speaking of calling into the show, somebody's actually on the line here. We're we're gonna go right into the phone calls and talk with Joe in Michigan. Joe,
2: hi, hi. I wanted to call up and talk about succession that you guys were talking about last, night. I listened to the podcast, so I just got on on it today.
1: Okay. And okay. uh, succession.
2: I, I know Mark, Mark, and uh, Mark and Ian were having a good conversation with several people about it. Yeah. And let, let me say first off that. You know, succession. It might be a good idea, and it might be something that I might even favor. But I wanted to think. I wanted to express how I think the those in charge of the federal government uh, will play it out if it goes down. Okay. First off, so, so, so let me put this out. here. first off the uh, state would pass an act of succession and their legislature saying,
1: hey, Secession. Hold on just a second. Uh, it's, it's Mark
3: has a pet peeve here. <laughs> it's
1: secession. Succession <laughs> would be when uh, one governor goes out and a new governor comes in, or one king leaves and the other com- um, king comes.
2: No, succession from the federal government.
0: Se- no, it's secession. Se- like, secession. secession, sorry. Yeah.
2: Sorry. No All problem. Right. So uh, the legislator packs and passes an act of secession. And uh, I think those in Washington, D.C., in the power, whether that be the Democrats or Republicans or Obama or whoever, they'll, they'll kind of look at that and they'll kind of just chuckle and say, yeah, sure, whatever. And then people in that state would stop paying their income tax or – um Smoking pot or doing something the federal government doesn't like or not doing something the federal government wants them to do.
0: I hear they're already the smoking federal... pot. Yeah, they are.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the federal government, I think, would then send in their agents of whatever, DEA, IRS, whatever, to try to arrest these people. And then if the state government, if they were working in assault, they would repel these people that are trying to come in and kidnap their citizens. Yep. And then, so, so the state government would try to stop these federal agents. And then I think once that happens, that's when the tanks come, because I think those the people that are in charge of the federal government are very attached to their power, and they will do things up to including killing people of the succeeding state, succeeding state, to keep that power.
1: Okay, so um, first off, I think that. Uh... I like the idea of having conversations about secession. I think it's interesting. I think it uh, it expands the mind. Because what Americans seem to realize is that the Roman Empire re- rose and fell, the Byzantine Empire rose and fell, the you know, Greek and Sparta and, and so many empires have risen and fallen over time. But somehow this empire is different, that this <laughs> empire can somehow – wield its power over the world and that uh, it's, it's never, ever going to change, that somehow the United States can just uh, – Ben Bernanke can print as many U.S. dollars as he wants to print, and there's not going to be any problem. What could possibly go wrong?
2: Just identify history, right?
1: Right. You know how, what, what could go wrong? I think that that's a good reason to talk about secession. I don't think that any state is ever is, – is going to beat the United States – to disaster. I don't think that any state's going to be able to pull out before the United States manages to uh, spend itself into just an abysmal state where the, the federal government is of no use anymore. But you know, that, that's an opinion. What states can, will, and are doing is nullification. States are telling the federal government, yeah, we don't care about your pot laws. States, in the form of the people, um, in the case of Washington and, and Colorado, um, states in the form of Maine and uh, I believe it was Maryland said that uh, you know the, the, the defense of mar- doma, the defense of marriage oh, act mm-hmm. is uh, is now nullified in our state. We're going to recognize uh, gay marriage here, um, as New Hampshire has and has several, s- several other states. Uh, the real ID act was uh, you know just forgotten about by states. I don't think that there's any real point other than the income tax. The 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 rubber meets the road as far as the average person comes with the income tax. Yeah. Uh, as far as oh, the federal yeah. government goes, that's the only real attachment between the federal government and the average individual. Other than that, we like the flags. We uh, say thank you to the troops that are making it so the federal government can tax us or whatever it is, and that's all that it really comes down to. And.
2: You and know. I don't think the federal government's going to give up on that money. I think oh, that I as soon as people stop paying money, they're going to they're gonna send in the agents, and if the agents get arrested, they're going to send in the troops.
0: Well, here, here's a point I'd like to bring up. What if a state were to sort of make themselves so unattractive that the feds would want to kick the state out? You know what I mean? What if a state yeah. were such a burden? That's an
4: interesting idea.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's... I'd be interested in how a state
1: would go about doing that, and, and if you get a, a scenario, I'd chill. love to hear
0: uh, I wasn't really thinking of okay. anything specific, but the reason I thought of that... Uh, scenario was because I like to think of the whole secession conversation as let's frame it in terms of look there's there's a relationship between the states and the government right the federal government mm-hmm. and it's an abusive relationship it's it's a bad uh, union they're they're bind bound together legally but you know the state doesn't want to be a part of that relationship anymore and yep. so you know in if this were a you know couple. Then everybody would say, yeah, sure. One person, if they don't want to be in this relationship anymore, is free to leave no matter how much the other one hits them, or beats them, or yells at him or anything like that. And it's I think people would agree that it's not too cool to hit someone or beat someone or yell at them because they want to break up with you. Right. So. I don't know. That's that's kind of what I thought, you know, if the government. So how does the state go about not taking a
1: shower for several weeks or something like that? Yes, yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't know how the state goes <laughs> with, about doing with, that, you know,
2: <laughs> with regards to the, the media and the outpoint, all, all that and videos on the Internet. less easily taken care of by the federal government. They'll just cut off lines of communication and uh, and, and that's that. Um, there, there's not going to be any work getting out and the world that does manage to get out. They'll spin it however they want. And that's how it'll work.
1: What do you know word's going to get out? I mean, the media in those states is still going to be producing it's, It whatever. seems
0: like it's pretty hard to cut off an entire geographic landmass, you know, that represents a state from all communication, especially with the internet and the cell phone networks that we have. And I agree. I actually heard the show last night, Mark, and I agreed with, I couldn't remember if it was you or Ian making this point, but in the Civil War, uh, you know, a lot of people hearken back to the days of the Civil sure. War and they say, well, this will, this is not possible because the same thing's going to happen. But... It's true that in those days they didn't have good communications and nobody knew what was going on. And so if it's able to be documented and put on the Internet, I think that really increases the chance that it will be peaceful because, you know, the the feds don't want to have egg on their face, basically. Right. They I don't mean, want to be embarrassed by... You if know, there were
1: bloggers showing what Sherman did to uh, Atlanta um, and, you know, the horror, the rape, uh, the, the killings of individuals in Atlanta, then that... It would never be possible, and people
0: I mean, can't ignore it because it's not like brown people overseas. This is former Americans or whatever. This is your neighbors, well, down the
2: street. I, I, I think the government wants to not start not liking something, they will uh, send in assassins because we've already determined that it's okay to assassinate people, even if they're U.S. citizens. They'll send in assassins to take out the leadership of that government and, and the leadership of the secession movement.
0: And yeah, I don't know, Joe. Think, thanks for the call tonight. It sounds awfully. You know, defeatist. What, I don't do, you, know. what um, do you do if you really want to secede, but there's no I, hope of it because they're going to roll in tanks?
1: I, I think that we're in the realm of the dystopian uh, pulp novel at this mm. point. I mean, is, well, Mark,
0: it's, people have said that about the Free State Project. Mm, agreed. Why would all the libertarians move to one place because the government's just going to find some way?
1: At this point, they haven't rolled the tanks in. They haven't assassinated anyone. Yeah, and I think um, there's
0: been great success that's been, been going a on. A great
1: deal of success, the kind of success that I imagine people were talking about when they were talking about rolling tanks in and um, you know people being assassinated.
0: Yeah. Well, let us know what you think. Would you, would you like to secede? Would you like to end the abusive relationship with the federal government? It's uh, Free Talk Live, and I support secession all the way down to the individual level. 855, I'm for secession of limbs, too. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. Are you looking for
1: camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com. Carries the name brands you want at the lowest prices. Ammunition, knives, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com is family owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and has the lowest prices. Go check it for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. You are hearing the live Sunday night edition with me, Stephanie. And me, Mark. And Free Talk Live, of course, is a show where you can call in and take control of the airwaves. 855-450-FREE is our number. That's 855-450-3733 to get in touch with us this evening. And uh, I also want to invite you, if you'd like to watch the show, not just listen to what we're saying, but also make it into kind of a TV show, a really boring TV show, (laughs) but... (laughs) <laughs> TV show, nonetheless, you can join there us. Any,
1: there won't be any car chases.
0: No. I. Well, you never know what might happen on the Free Talk Live Seems studio cam, the- but you can go to cam.freetalklive.com, find the studio cam and the chat room where you can hook up with other Free Talk Live listeners.
1: If you're looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear, manventureoutpost.com carries the brands you want, the lowest prices that you're looking for. It's hunting season right now in some places around the United States, so you can get ammunition, knives, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, optics, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, holsters, water purifications, tents, apparel, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com. They're family-owned, members in good standing, the Better Business Bureau, and they've got the lowest prices. Go check for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com
0: you might need some of that stuff if your state uh, secedes let's (laughs) go i hope not let's go to the phones and talk to kevin in virginia kevin hi i'm here hi what do you what's on your mind tonight
5: uh i was just wondering uh what you guys' reactions will be when when time travel is legalized for uh regular consumer usage
1: I'm of the opinion of time travel is impossible. Um, I think that if, if time travel was possible, we would have seen the first time travelers come back. If, uh, if, I if, don't know enough about physics to know whether or not I think it's possible or not. Unless it splits off another reality, another dimension where the, you know, the time traveler goes back into and I don't understand it. You would think that if it was on a consumer level that some yutz like me would come back and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm here from the future. I mean, they have had a couple of incidences where there's one guy who is wandering around naked around CERN in Switzerland the uh, the large hedron collider there in CERN um claiming really? to be from the future and that's a really great story and <laughs> yeah, that's i great. want so bad for that naked guy to be from the future but i just don't believe him
0: well kevin i hope by the time that you know if time travel is possible i hope by the time that it's the technology is there that there is no authoritarian, coercive government to regulate it and say whether or not it is legal. And people are making that choice based on the ethics of the situation and whether they they themselves would want to do it. What, what about you?
5: Right. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I just got to say I love this show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks for That's the call. I just
5: like listening to you guys talk about time travel, so just <laughs> carry on.
1: Okay. Thanks so much, Kevin. Appreciate your call. And one thing he's pointing out here that's like entirely accurate is, is if you call into, I don't know, the Michael Savage show to talk about time travel, you're going to sit on hold for three hours. And
0: then you're going to hear about how the gay ducks are unnatural. And... Or whatever. Okay. that's I have to explain this story okay. real quick because we do have another call in no line. <laughs> I have heard Michael Savage's show once. Once? Okay. And I, it was because... Something was wrong. This was several years ago. I had a car stereo and something was wrong with the CD player. And I want, wanted to listen to a CD, but I couldn't get it to work. So I put on the radio okay. and his show happened to be on. And it, I think actually it was a station that Free Talk Live um, was on at one point or something. So I had it tuned to that because I was trying to find Free Talk Live. But he was on and ha- he's talking about how, well, in nature, two male ducks don't try to reproduce with each other. And actually they do. Uh, but that's a separate issue. So he was wrong about that. Okay. But he's just spewing this hatred about gay people, and so immediately I turned it off. And that was the only thing I've ever heard him say. But the, those gay penguins were hanging out together for a long time. They raise right? each other's eggs. Yeah. 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 And then they,
1: uh, I guess, they split up over a girl. Um, I'm not exactly sure how that worked out. Really? Yeah. Maybe they're bi penguins. They, well, I think that. Oh my! I, I, I think that when you don't have the social pressures, that perhaps there's a bit more of that. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, I don't have any social pressures on me, but let's see what David in Florida thinks. Uh, David, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hey, welcome to Free Talk Hi. Live.
2: Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I just had a question.
6: Um, actually, I'm asking you two a question. Uh, my wife the other night told me that she read a uh, an article on the internet about Texas wanting to, yeah. to secede from from the Union, and I was like, "What in the world does that mean?" And um, so I did a little research, and I found out that's basically what all. Civil War, you know, was uh, about. Um, my question is, what, what what would a state look like if they actually achieved that? I mean, how how would that even be done? I mean, what would happen to all the federal entities within that, that state, the post office, the federal highways? You know, what, what would mm. that look like if the state would
0: actually achieve that? Well, it's a great question. Um, I, I don't know what it would look like, honestly, and I don't think anyone knows what it would look like, but... I do have confidence that there are lots of smart people who are experts at, for instance, delivering mail that could figure stuff like that out. What would be done about it? Um, actually, the there are so, uh, several private companies, you know, DHL, FedEx, and UPS that do mail delivery. They're actually prohibited oh, from well, by possible. law from delivering mail under a dollar, right? First, class, First class, mail. class
1: mail? This is true. Now you're talking about what would uh, mail delivery look like in a free place. He, what he's asking is is, hey, the United States Post Office claims to own those buildings. Will they continue to do business there? And actually right. the U.S. Post Office is a, a quasi-governmental agency, but you know, what about the
0: military bases? Those exist in just about every place, uh, every state. Yeah. What about the... Um, well, what happened before the, those military bases were there? How did people work things out? I'm sure they got along just fine right well i don't think the
1: federal government's likely to pull out of those military
0: bases just because the state has
1: said oh we're seceding Mm. i mean they're probably just not going to pack up and go they certainly haven't packed up and gone from japan where they were (laughs) where the war was over in 1945 maybe
0: they'd be expropriated or treated as abandoned property i don't know i mean it's kind of an interesting thought experiment but we we really don't know what it would look like uh i guess we can look at history To see, you know, what were some areas like before they were parts of the United States? Because, you know, there was a Louisiana Purchase. There was Alaska and Hawaii that weren't part of the U.S. Well, I think what we should do is look at places that used to be part of the United States that aren't now.
1: Okay. Let's look at the Philippines. Yeah. The Philippines... Isn't that affiliated in some way or... Yeah, you know, it's got some relationship. Yeah, uh, but it's not officially part No, not officially. And the Philippines wanted freedom for a very long time. And... Basically, it took them decades to get there, and a lot of corruption in the process. Um, the Panama Canal—it was a 99-year lease that the, that the United States let go early. Right. And basically, these come down to, you know, countries that wanted their freedom from the United States and Hong Kong too. With the British, they that was had the, the British 99-year lease that expired, but, it, but then it went to China. The, to to yeah, China, who basically, basically <laughs> left it alone. Fortunately, mm-hmm. Why, a wise move on their part. So I think that what it would have to be, if you wanted a peaceful secession, that it would be a course of uh, negotiations over decades, it would be what I would think. And this is why I don't think secession. I think se- Really? Secession- you
0: think decades? Oh, yeah. I, I wow. disagree with that because, one, I find it disappointing and I don't want to believe it. <laughs> but... Yeah, that's full of that. But two, I mean, we have technology here. Like, yeah, I could imagine it getting really ugly and you know, negotiations getting stalled, but I just don't think it would take decades. David, any final thoughts? I beg your pardon? Final thoughts?
6: No, I just appreciate you guys taking my call. And, Thanks. Uh, Thanks for the call.
0: Uh, this is Free Talk Live. eight five five four fifty. free is our number. Tell us what you think a free New Hampshire or a free Texas or whatever would look like. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You're listening to the live Sunday night edition with Stephanie here and Mark and freetalklive.com is our website. I want to let you know that if you're interested in keeping up with what's going on on Free Talk Live, if you want to get links to the stories that we are talking about on the show in real time, because um, believe it or not, you know, we are the show is full of calls so far, Mark, but usually we do bring in some show prep and we talk about some news items on the on the show. Then uh, if you want to get updates on that, that stuff in real time, you can follow Free Talk Live on Twitter. You can also like us on Facebook and you'll see those postings. You'll also see, you know, comments that people have, good commentary from the peanut gallery, if you will. <laughs> and uh, you can also get email updates, too, if you want to get like the big news about Free Talk Live, like when we add a station or something like that, a new affiliate. And the way to find all three of those things, our Twitter, Facebook and email uh, list are at news.freetalklive.com. All right, Mark. um, You want me to tell you about the Free State Project? Yes, I do. Free State Project is a project to move 20,000
1: liberty-loving individuals to one state. So far, 1,000 have picked up and moved. Hopefully, 19,000 are on the way. (laughs) Um, With just those 1,000...
0: Well, there's actually a correction on that, because I've heard heard our other host on Free Talk Live, Ian, talk about this before. There's about 1,100 people in New Hampshire right right now. Some of those... A few hundred, I guess, were already here when New Hampshire was chosen. So a they couple, were k- yeah, l- a grandfather, a little more
1: than a couple hundred, uh, fewer than a uh, fewer than a few hundred.
0: But suffice it to say, several hundreds of people have moved to New Hampshire for the, to participate in the Free State Project. Yeah, and I think just over eleven
1: hundred of them are documented. I would guess that you
0: mean we have some illegals, Mark. <laughs> we have some undocumented illegals. <laughs>
1: I would guess that uh, some of some people have moved and not been counted. Sure. So, yeah. know, privacy.
0: It, people who like privacy. You it's know, probably don't fair tend to, to re- say a
1: thousand have moved, sure. but it, you know, it, it, the the number is eleven 1, hundred and seven that are documented at this point.
0: And the the number who have pledged to move is another thing that's worth touting because thirteen thousand one hundred thirty nine. Wow, impressive! You had the up to date numbers. I happen
1: to be looking right here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember. But that's
0: things. nothing to shake a stick at. I mean, that's or nothing to sneeze at, right? Mm-hmm. It's. It's pretty impressive that more than 13,000 people have signed up and said, yes, I will move to New Hampshire, if a lot of other people also do, and get active for Liberty.
1: And they're already active and they're having a great deal of success. Um,
0: yeah, and- I'm glad I didn't wait. I'm really happy to be here.
1: Indeed. It's you know it's number one in the country in so many areas, including uh, tax burden on uh, in individuals and all that that sort of thing. So New Hampshire is great in a lot of ways. You, you mean the number one
0: lowest tax burden yes. on individuals? Yeah, just wanted to clear that up. Best you tax burden. You don't want to move to somewhere with the number ho- one highest tax burden. You
1: could people. go just a uh, you know j- just a couple hundred miles to New York and you'll have that anyway. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, freestateproject dot org. Go there, sign up. I did. I think it's a great idea. It's freestateproject dot org.
0: All right. Well, Mark, there's something that we both uh, were became aware of this week. We had an election recently. I tried to pay not too much attention to it because I'm not into it. Um, but there was something that happened that came up on my radar and your radar, and you brought it in for show prep tonight, which was that the, there was a woman who, I guess, had a dispute with her husband over him not voting. She felt uh, very strongly about this. I guess you could argue also that she was maybe a little bit uh, unstable. Unbalanced. Emotionally yeah. unstable. And something happened. What what happened, Mark?
1: Well, this is from azfamily.com. I've tried to get the most up-to-date story here. This happened a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, a mes- Mesa man is in critical condition after his wife allegedly ran him down in a parking lot because he didn't vote. According to the police, it happened shortly before 10 a.m. Saturday. So she waited a few days to run people, um, run somebody over. And this wasn't yesterday. This was the week week ago, Saturday in a parking lot on Gilbert Road and whatever. Um, Sergeant Jesse Sanger of the uh, Gilbert Police Department said it started with an argument between Holly and her husband, Daniel. The reason for the argument uh, reportedly was Daniel's failure to vote on November the 6th, according um, in the presidential election. According to Daniel Holly, believed her family was going to face hardship as a result of President Obama's re-election. Sanger said in an email to media outlets Monday morning. Witnesses told Wow,
0: it's. It, I'm sorry, I just have to break in. Yep. It's so tragic because she's concerned about her family's well-being, right? She thinks that the, that her family is going to face hardship if Obama gets re-elected, but what she's not realizing here is that neither she nor she plus her husband nor probably their sphere of friends, can make a difference in whether Obama gets elected or not. Right. And this is, I, I tried and tried and tried during the, before the election to
1: prepare people for this, and this was the math of the situation. If you understand the math of the situation, you're not going to be as upset about it. Now, Holly here ran her husband over because he Gosh. didn't vote. He's in critical condition. This isn't a joke. This isn't news of the weird. Yeah. This is a really sad situation of a woman who's obviously unbalanced, but felt very threatened by the political process. And the political process is a threat. I mean, if you don't want socialized medicine or whatever, and or you know, in this case, it's actually the Affordable Care Act is, uh, it forces people to buy insurance. And by the way, I'd like to point out, highest insurance rates in the country, Massachusetts, where people are forced to buy it. So um, it's probably not going to drive down the rates to uh, force people to buy it.
0: Oh, it was so funny the people who were like, Well, we can't we can't elect Obama because we'll have Obamacare. Well, really? Where do you think Obamacare came from? It was Romney care before. When he was governor of Massachusetts, he had the he made a plan that was the basis for Obamacare, forcing people to buy insurance. Yeah
1: yeah, as I understand it that's the case. Yeah. Um, so you know, he was certainly involved in the process of the, the plan. And this is this is what it comes down to is, um, you know, people feel threatened. Now, in this case, this is absolutely ludicrous because this poor lady didn't understand the math. What I said before the election is, is, look, there's not one election for president. There's like 57 of them because uh, Maine and uh, Nebraska have funny setups as far as their electoral. Oh, Do they votes. divide their delegates or something? they do? OK, so. Um, As far as I understand, there's 57 different elections for uh, president. And that means that, you know, in one place, look, if you wanted to vote. And it's all or nothing on all of those, right? Right. If, If he would have, if this gentleman that got ran over, Daniel, would have voted for Obama in Arizona, it wouldn't have made a difference.
0: Because, because Obama didn't win Arizona, right? Obama
1: lost Arizona. Right. Like, all, the, all the electoral votes that he could possibly be responsible for if he was the one deciding vote, and I'm sure he wasn't. I don't know how many tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of votes Obama yeah, won there Arizona there was a margin by. on that. Yeah. I don't know what the margin was, but I know that it, here, I'd be willing to bet. I'll bet everything I own. It wasn't one
0: yeah but, <laughs> yeah, that's safe to say. So,
1: so this guy, voting or not voting, didn't change anything, Holly. You ran over your husband for nothing. Yeah. You were worried about somebody causing hardship for your family. Now you got a hardship, and this is what I was trying to yes, tell people when I'd true. say that voting was a statistically inaccurate insignificant excuse, a statistically insignificant act, yes. This woman ran over her husband. She got all upset, and so many people are upset right now. Your vote didn't didn't make the difference. If you, if you would have gone out and got a hundred more people to vote in your direction, it wouldn't have changed.
0: No, the, it the, would not it have. It would change. have changed anything. No, it's sad because this is an act of ab, abject desperation. I would say yeah, she I would is say so she is so desperate to be heard, to you know, to have her concerns addressed whatever they are about her family it doesn't go into detail about that and maybe they had other problems maybe there was abuse going on already i mean she certainly looks bad in this story but we don't know what was going on before this but right. but but what we can say is that the political process you know she's she's thinking in a in a very narrow box right she's thinking i i feel sad for her because she's thinking that a the political process is the only way to get the concerns that she has for her family addressed, whatever those are. Mm-hmm. And B, she's thinking that, well, you know, I the only option I have, you know, because I have these concerns that are unaddressed, is to run my husband over and to use violence and force to make him do what I want, which is vote or get active or whatever. And that to me is very sad when somebody can't see other options that are peaceful, that are, you know, de-escalating, that re- resolve a conflict. She only is thinking within this very narrow paradigm of, I have to use force to get what I need. Yeah. And that's sad.
1: It's, it's sad um, that, you know, this, this is like, it, she created her world, which was what she was worried about in the first place. You know, a threat to her family.
0: Absolutely. 855-450-FREE is our number here on Free Talk Live. That's 855-450-3733. Have you ever gotten into a domestic dispute or a relationship conflict over something like voting or politics, I'd like to hear from you. This is Free Talk Live, and you can listen to Free Talk Live on the
1: radio, podcast, satellite, webcam, and our live streams. But did you know you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere? Add this number to your phone, 213-493-0308.
0: you're listening to the Sunday Night Live edition with Stephanie and Mark. You can call us tonight at 855-450-FREE and bring up anything that's on your mind. We're really open to talking about any variety of topics, and we've already had some callers bring up kind of a wide spate of stuff like secession and uh, even time travel, right? Time travel was in there, yep. Um, so 855-450-3733 is our number. Meantime, we're going to talk about something that, well, this is something that I found. I think it's really interesting. Um, Mark, have you ever gotten a ride from a friend or a friend of a friend somewhere and given him some gas money or something like that? Sure.
1: Okay. I mean, that's, that's the appropriate thing to do is if you're, you know, carpooling or whatever, you split the gas with somebody. Yep. I would if say that's... a little more. That's polite. There's wear and tear on the car, too. That's sort of this unseen uh, thing.
0: Yep. They may have to go out of their way to pick you up or something like that. Well... You know, I think that's been going on for a really long time, but now we live in the digital age and there are smartphone apps that can basically help you hook up and find ride shares, right? So if you live in a city and you're going somewhere, you're on some A intersection, you know, and you want to get to B intersection, you can look on your phone app and say, hey, is anybody going by here? You know, I'll pay you five bucks to give me a ride or something like that. Well, guess who doesn't like that?
1: Let's see. Who wouldn't like that? Uh, People that give rides.
0: Yes, and that would be the people who not only give rides, but people who jump through a lot of hoops and pay a lot of money for the state-granted privilege of giving rides. I think I'm I'm getting the idea of who this might be. Yes. So the headline here from SocialTimes.com is Uber, Sidecar, and Lyft Find um, sued by taxi drivers. It hasn't been a good week for San Francisco taxi and rideshare apps. On November 9th, two taxi drivers filed what they hope will be certified as a class action lawsuit against Uber stemming from its months old taxi service in the city. And we'll find out more about what Uber is here. But yesterday afternoon, Uber, Sidecar and Lyft, Lyft spelled with a Y, were fined $20,000 each by the California Public Utilities Commission for operating what the state considers unlicensed charter car businesses. Hmm. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So this is helping friends put together uh, brides. Helping people find ride shares. I think um, all of these organizations do something um, a little bit different, but um, we'll find out a little more detail here coming up in this article about what exactly they do. Um, Excuse me. The fines also address the app's lack of control over drivers, which the CPUC is inclined to see as employees. So for instance the CPUC So the CPUC is who? Uh the California Public Utilities Commission. So okay. the government so <laughs> the state employees are somebody that has to be to work at a certain time
1: and you have they have to get a uh, hourly wage of some sort or some kind of thing And they're like
0: subject that. to all the OSHA regulations yeah, and stuff. I too, don't right? think these people fall into this category. They have an ergonomic chair. <laughs> I mean,
1: if you if if somebody's paying to for the service uh you know, a, a brokerage uh, service essentially, right. that's not an employee.
0: Yeah. So but these these apps were cited for engaging employee drivers this is a quote from the government engaging employee dash drivers without evidence of workers compensation insurance in effect and on file with the CPUC hmm. so just the the amount of hoops that you have to jump through with California in order to be able to give somebody a ride. It's crazy. You just can't get a ride from your friend. Well, I think that they're,
1: in my opinion, they're outside of their legal bounds and calling uh, these people employees. And this is what it all, but this is what it comes down to. Obviously, these people at this consumer protection, what is it? Tell me the age, name of the agency again. Oh, gosh. Like, uh, California Public Utilities Commission. Yeah, obviously, these people don't have enough important things to do. So what they need to do is they need to fire employees and downsize uh, You know, their, their, their job. Yeah. But government never does that it wants to you know managers want in the government managers want to have more employees under them that shows skill in managing so that they can move upward
0: yeah and unlike private companies the government gets more money when it fails to do something correctly so <laughs> they're Indeed. encouraged to to just fail over and over And yeah, I mean, this is the level of insanity that that government bureaucracy rises to. Um, Another story recently that I've been following out of California is there's a a city ordinance that got passed recently in L.A. County where there's a lot of um, adult films made. Mm -hmm. And what they have done is... Pass some ordinance that requires all performers to wear to wear condoms. condoms. Yeah, that's how it's being portrayed in the media. But it's way more than that, actually. I've oh, heard it creates some.
1: Creates a bureaucracy.
0: No, it, yeah, well, it does, but it it's the, it uh, creates a porn inspector, right? The but checker. What it also does is basically put um, adult film actors in the same category as like health professionals, and it. it Puts them under the same um, requirements of like reporting and stuff if they get exposed to bloodborne pathogens or mm. like bodily fluids. So essentially, if you work in a hospital, you're a nurse, let's say that has nothing, not a naughty nurse, right? But just a regular <laughs> old nurse, um, and you get splattered with somebody's uh, blood or bodily fluid. Uh-huh. You know, you have to report that it's it's an occupational hazard, and you have to you can get testing and um, insurance for that and stuff. Well, now porn performers are under that same umbrella. So anytime they get splattered with anything, they, they would be subject to this, these same kind of requirements. And so, I mean, what is it going to do? I guess they're just going to move the studios outside of that county so they won't be subject to that It would seem regulation. obvious to me that
1: they're just driving out, um, you know, th- for one, they asked a referendum, yeah. which is if you go around asking a bunch of uninvolved people who have nothing at stake what their opinion is, mm-hmm. um, you'll probably get a lot of stupid answers, uh, uninformed answers. And that's what I believe happened in this circumstance. And that's what I think what voting is. Um, here's, here's what we call... -hmm. Um, People that are um, voting with something at stake—we call those customers. Okay,
0: they're voting with their wallets. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, you know, if I'm, I'm going to pick between my favorite cell phone carrier carriers out there, and I'm going to choose the one that provides me with the best service, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to give them my opinion. We just call these things customer service. We call this a an interaction. But when you start asking people what their opinion is, this was a vote. You know, what do you think? Do you think that? P- you know, porn workers should have to wear condoms or not? Do you think that they should oh, be treated like Oh, it sounds like great. Bonuses? Yeah, it sounds yeah, fine. So, oh, yeah, Oh, sure. yeah, protect them, yeah. Yep. I, you know, because it's a good idea to wear condoms. I agree with sure. you. Now, I don't know why. I don't know whether, you know, i I got no idea as to whether or not it's a good thing for the porn industry for people to wear condoms. I don't know.
0: I would imagine that they some they were don't as like i under, as I understand it, they were very um, scrupulous about sort of self regulation because checking. but yeah, people didn't want to work in an industry where they're going to be exposed to all kinds of things that could kill them you know if they get really sick I'm right? yeah, sure
1: I mean there's a lot of people sleeping around. It's the job description sure. uh, in porn, so you know that's dangerous, and hopefully they're checking mm
0: hmm Anyway, I wouldn't so, be
1: working in that industry because for that very reason.
0: <laughs> yes, that's true. So back to um, back to this lawsuit here coming from the taxi drivers in uh, San Francisco. They're suing some apps that are basically rideshare apps that allow people to arrange um, sharing transportation mm-hmm. to certain places. Um, and it's done on a little bit of a smaller basis, you know, just people who have the app, the community or whatever. So here's a quote from the government, the um, California Public Utilities Commission. If something happens to a passion, passenger while in transport with Lyft, Sidecar, car, or Uber, which are the three apps that are named in the lawsuit, it is the responsibility of the CPUC to have done everything in its power to ensure that the company was operating safely according to state law. That means But the that company
1: the, isn't operating. The company is telling somebody, somebody else who's looking it's for... It's facilitating
0: them, an arrangement. Right. Yeah. It's not it's not doing anything all it all it is is a meeting place for people to get together and say yeah, I'll get in your car at my own risk. This is done. This is done all over the United States and all over the world. Yeah. There are companies
1: that uh, give truck drivers, uh, if you if you're an owner operator is what I believe they call truck drivers that have their own truck. Mm-hmm. My uncle Bill was a trucker and frankly I think these are the greatest Americans because they put you know, <laughs> their lives on the line every day. Driving is dangerous to bring you your stuff. You're not you're, everything you've got in front of you was brought on a truck. And uh, you know the these these services will put uh, you know a truck driver in contact with a trailer and that truck driver will drive that trailer to wherever he needs to and drop it off that service isn't responsible for that truck driver doing a good or bad job I wouldn't think if so I would be very interested in um, you know how that would be now certainly if it's if you're talking about old Dominion or I think it's uh, Schneider's uh maybe I've got it wrong there what and are those those are companies Pumping, that do trunk okay. trucking now and the 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 trucker work. Works for that company. That's an entirely different operation. Yeah, people are going with the big carriers, and the big carriers are responsible for that. They own the truck, they own, they pay the driver. Uh, they're responsible for everything that happens. But not a brokerage service that just hooks a driver up with a trailer. I wouldn't sure. think. I'd be happy to hear from a driver if uh, if he, if they have that opinion. And,
0: and what laws like this do that subject? basically brokerage services to the same regulations as somebody who's a one-stop shop for everything who owns Mm -hmm. you know does the distribution and organizes everything and owns the trucks and the drivers are their employees and everything it it keeps competition out of that market and it makes it more expensive for people to get rides when they have some place they need to go it it limits people's options and it's just uh taking away choices from consumers indeed Free Talk Live, it's uh, 855-450-FREE. That's our number if you want to call us tonight, 855-450-3733. Have you ever gotten an illegal taxi ride? I'd love to hear about it. More coming up on Free Talk Live.
4: A science fiction comic adventure from Big Head Press. Quantum vibe. It's year 2523. There are colonies on Venus, Mars, and Mercury. People travel in bubbles, fly at hyperspeed with brain implants and artificial gravity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system on a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty. Quantum 5. There's a robot Head out on an adventure through the solar system On a secret mission to Find the key to access new frontiers And save liberty quantum
0: This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Sunday night edition, and we're starting off the second hour of tonight's show. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Mark. And you can call us about anything that's on your mind here at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Pretty unusual to have a live radio show on a Sunday night, but uh, not only that, it's an open phones uh, live show. So you're not limited to the topic that we're discussing. You can bring up anything. Um, And what we happen to be discussing right now, Mark, is... There's been a lawsuit in uh, San Francisco, but, you know, this could easily be New York City or any other really big city where it's big enough for this to work. Because um, what's happened is there are some ride-sharing apps that people can get on their phones and hook up with other strangers, essentially. Carpooling
1: apps, essentially.
0: Yeah. Yep, I would call it that.
1: And, uh, you know, where where somebody... I I don't know how it works. I mean, I haven't used any of them, but but essentially, it figured it matches potential riders with potential drivers in some way. I'll bet you there's some money that changes hands, uh, probably for gasoline or even more. Yeah. Probably the people who are doing it are a little. You may
0: p- even have to pay to get into the service. Yeah, you know, to maybe. meet to meet other people. Well, you know, matching people
1: rides. up uh, is not something that goes isn't for free, right? You know, uh, we were just talking in the last hour about a service that's gone on for years in this country, decades in this country, where it matches truck drivers, uh, especially owner operators uh, specifically, up with um, you know whatever their cargo might be in trailers you know I mean mm. these these guys need to they need to be on the road all the time, and it's worth money to them to have somebody else hook them up with the trailers so they you know go drive here drive there, uh, drop things off, pick things up, and they do all that stuff that's worth money it's worth a lot of money yeah and that's why you have people doing it.
0: Well, people are willing to pay for dating sites, right, and for websites where they can post their their CV and get a job, right? Right. So, you know, why shouldn't they be willing to pay for a service like this, which matches up drivers with passengers? There you go. So, um, but the California, uh, whatever, California Public Utilities Commission doesn't see it that way. They say that uh, the company has to have insurance that covers accidents and it has to have its employees protected Uh, by Workman's Compensation Insurance, and also make sure that they are suitable drivers. So this is just
1: another example of how government destroys innovation.
0: Absolutely. This is a really
1: great idea of putting people together, individuals going one place together with other individuals wanting to go to that place. This is what the internet does. This is what communications is all about. They communicate information to people who need it. Let me tell you a little story. I think it was about twenty five hundred years before the uh, the birth of Christ. uh, Somebody in Egypt created a steam engine. This was a novel novelty in the court. Now, um, this information basically became lost to time, but uh, you know somebody around somebody out there figured this out that, yeah. that this occurred. Wow, that's an- so interesting. It was it didn't produce anything. It wasn't a steam engine in that way. Like it wasn't you know chugging along. It wasn't a it wasn't a choo choo. It was just a <laughs> I think something that uh, would like a balloon that would rise or something like that. Furthermore, in ancient Greece, you know that there's this little piece of Greece that um, that it's, it's only like. A few miles, several miles wide where um, they put actually a train track that didn't have a train, but it had the tracks to roll carts back and forth. To make it easier, essentially it was a road, it was a good road, um, it's easier to uh, you know, transport things from one side to the other of these bays without having to go all the way around. And so this was important and useful. Imagine if communication allowed the steam engine people and the train track people mm. to get together 1,500 years before Christ.
0: Oh, it would have been amazing like for this human might progress. Be a,
1: this might be a different world if the, 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 the steam choo-choo was created... 3,200 years earlier.
0: Yeah. We'd be time traveling by now,
1: Mark. This <laughs> is how, this is why communication's important, and this is what government's doing in this circumstance to break down the import of communication.
0: Yep. Just holding back progress. And, you know, who knows where these people are going that are utilizing these apps to find rides and yeah, to sure. find passengers? Somebody's going to the hospital, I can assure you. Yeah. Somebody's going to an important meeting. and Some they people maybe are going to work it be- yeah. and being productive. Exactly. But government doesn't like that. Let's see what Jeff has to say, listening on XM in Arizona. Jeff?
5: Uh, yeah, I was listening to your discussion about the apps and the broker, the load brokers. Oh, yeah. Uh, on, the, on the trucking part, the uh, load brokers act as a middleman. Uh, they're either hired by the shipper or the consignee yep. um, in order to book a load, and they find the trucks. But the broker has to be licensed, bonded, and insured that if uh, – the broker guarantees to that shipper or whoever's paying him that, that a truck will show up at a certain time to pick that load up and get it to where it's going okay. without hitting anything in between or losing the load or getting it stolen. So he's insured, and in, in turn, the truck driver or uh, the independent contractor, whatever you want to call him at that time, uh, I I'll, I'll have to guarantee to the broker that he has insurance that will cover the broker. Okay. So you're paying for a lot of insurance in between there.
1: Okay, so the l- let me get this straight. The broker is insured for anything that might happen on the trip and then also the truck driver is insured, so it's basically the the uh the load is double insured.
5: No, no. What happens is the the, the broker is insured. The broker is bonded and insured to whoever whoever is hiring him. Right. But it, what that what he's doing is guaranteeing that that load will get there. Uh, in one piece and in good condition and everything.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Okay. Then what happens is when when he hires a truck to take that load, the truck is then insured uh, to the broker. So what happens is, let's say the guy gets to an accident and and loses his widgets on the way down there. Right. Well, what happens is is that whoever hired the broker, his the broker's insurance company pays that guy. Okay, then the broker turns around and gets his money back from the truck driver's insurance, insurance company. company.
1: Got it. Okay.
5: Yeah. Okay, now, also on the, on the apps now, the problem that you're missing on the whole thing is that with the taxi cab drivers or the bus drivers or whoever's filed the suit, okay, they are also licensed, insured, and bonded. Right. What they're doing is when they pick somebody up, they're saying, hey, if I pick you up and take you for a ride somewhere and you're paying me, Okay, I have insurance in case I wrap this this vehicle around a telephone pole that you have hospitalization insurance, that you have comp, compensation and everything to cover you. If I get somebody, you know, with the apps, you know, I get, I get Joe Schmuck who maybe just walked out of the bar five minutes ago, you know, I got, you know, and he gets into an accident. Right. I so, don't have, maybe I don't have insurance or anything like that. Now I become a liability to, the, to society in order to pay all my hospital bills now, because I want to use a free app to go get a ride somewhere and give somebody $5 instead of paying a professional to take me somewhere.
1: So well, my concern here is, is that it's an effect to human freedom, though. I mean, like, I think that the, the for human freedom generally is the freedom to make bad decisions. Well, we're not
5: talking about freedom. Sure.
0: You're talking about a contract carrier. Well, so it puts a little more responsibility. We're not, talk responsibility. About we're it not put... talking about freedom. It's about freedom to Jeff.
5: take somebody somewhere.
0: It it takes it puts a little more responsibility onto the (laughs) dollars. If I give my son five dollars, take me
5: somewhere. That's that's different. But if I'm hiring a complete stranger and that guy doesn't have insurance, that guy just walked out of a bar and he's drunk. He wraps that car around. Jeff, would you get
0: would you get into a car with somebody who who was drunk and smelled like alcohol? I don't think I would. I know. Maybe he's been smoking dope. Maybe, maybe he, maybe he just.
5: So maybe you wouldn't want to use driver. this
0: app. Maybe you'd want to pay a little extra to go with a professional taxi driver, and that's fine. That's what that's what the idea is. Of course, you you, you, have you have that option. You have the option to do that. Carrier, so why should when you get to a contracted carrier, you want to make sure that guy's not
5: on drugs. That guy has that guy has been well. There's so no guarantee question, that a taxi
0: driver is not on
1: drugs. So it's, <laughs> if you give your son five bucks to take you someplace, that's cool. How close of a relationship? Does it have to be for me to give money to somebody to take me someplace? Do I have to have known but the person all my life? Do I have to have known them for a year? Do I have to have known them you, for a month? You're, not, I talking
5: have met them that day? you're not talking about an acquaintance. You're not talking about an acquaintance. You're not talking about a friend. You're not talking about a friend's friend. You're talking about a complete stranger but, you have no, you have no, no dealings with. Well, I, but really, how, uh, so
0: what he, how far uh, away what is that?
5: from? Is he, <laughs> how, and actually what he's doing is, is he's going out. And, and, he's all, he, and he's selling his services. When you sell your services, you have to be licensed, bonded, and
0: insured. Just like I do. I got $80,000. Oh, $80, there's have, there's, right. there's,
1: there's the lots real, of people that are not, not licensed, bonded, and insured. Yeah. They're doing all kinds of services thanks, around. Thanks
0: for the call, Jeff. Um, you know, it really takes away options from people. I wouldn't want to get into a car with somebody who's drunk or somebody who's a complete stranger. But maybe for some people, that really helps them out, saves them money. Do you agree with Jeff? Call us, 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the live Sunday night edition with Stephanie and Mark. And I want to remind you that there are lots of different ways to listen to Free Talk Live. Of course, um, you know, you can hear our live show if you listen on XM like our last caller Jeff did. And we've had a number of callers on XM tonight, Mark. Um, You can get it that way. You can get some uh, check out our radio affiliates and uh, you can also find the uh, satellite I guess there's a KU band satellite, right? That's right. It's a free-to-air satellite. Mm-hmm. The uh, the webcam and the listen lines over at listen.freetalklive.com. So all the different ways to get Free Talk Live into your ears.
1: That's right. Well, let me tell you about Bitcoins. Bitcoins are an online, peer-to-peer, open-source currency. They allow you to send and receive money without having to pay any fees. They, um, As far as I'm concerned, this is a revolutionary new thing. And... Uh, you know, Bitcoins have been progressively, at this point, they are the most valuable currency in the world. Compared to the United States dollar, they are about going on $12 at this point per Bitcoin. And there's nothing that compares to them as far as size and volume. And Bitcoins have uh, had been very successful for the last year or so, month over. Uh, they've been, you know, have seen an increase month over month. Um, and I think that maybe this last month they didn't see an increase. I'm not 100% sure on that. But Something's going to happen. It's estimated for the end of this month, November, in bitcoins, and that is that uh, the blockchain mining the blockchain is going to reduce from fifty bitcoins every ten minutes. This is the production, essentially, the production or the finding, uh, the revealing of bitcoins. This is nerd speak here Mark, is, for people is who don't understand. <laughs> and but people, basically,
0: they're going to become the generation of new bitcoins is going to become more um, difficult. It's halved.
1: Yep. And so, let's, I mean, here's what people can understand supply, demand. Yes. Supply of new Bitcoins is going to diminish. Demand of Bitcoins is going to continue to go up. Volume of usage of Bitcoins is constantly going up. It's exciting to be in on. So, if you want, you know, Mark's investment tip of the week, I think that Bitcoins are going to see a, a, a substantial rise in the next month as a result.
0: It's a guess. Mm-hmm.
1: You could do what you want. Uh, go to.
0: One thing's for sure. They started out at pennies, right? A couple of years ago, they were $2, right? Yep. Yeah, and then right. um, recently, yeah. they're about 12
1: That's right. And there was a spike in between. They have not reached the pinnacle of what the spike was previously. If you bought them at $30 uh, when they spiked. <laughs> in the, in the, the initial bubble there. Yeah. <laughs> um, then, you know, you hey, probably sh- still waiting them to go back up. But I say just hold on to them because they're going to get up there.
0: Yeah. That shows some excitement. I mean, some real excitement.
1: And uh, you can find out all the information you want to find out about Bitcoins at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. It's brought to you by BitInstant, the place to go to buy your Bitcoins. It's bitcoin.freetalklive.com.
0: Now, Mark, I know you had a couple more comments you wanted to make on uh, the last caller, Jeff, who was talking to us about uh, the ride-sharing apps. But I'm going to ask you to hold your thoughts for just one moment because we do have another caller waiting on the line. David is listening in Texas on XM. David?
2: Hi, I just, uh, I don't know if y'all were going to mention this or not, but I don't know about those other two companies, but I know Uber is, it's actually like limo drivers sort of thing where mm-hmm. they, 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 uh, they work with the Uber company to get rides when they don't have rides.
0: Yes. And yes. I, it says yeah. that in the, in this article here that I've got from uh, socialtimes.com oh. that, uh, you know, some, some of the actual licensed taxi drivers that are licensed and bonded, so-called, Right. Um, are using yeah. these apps to get business when they have slow times or whatever? So yeah, it's not- I
3: just wanted to make
2: that comment about okay. that Jay was talking about. Thank you. Yeah, just jumping in a car with some
0: random guy <laughs> that <to> has <have> insurance. <laughs> yeah, well, thank- it is a
1: random guy. It's a random guy with insurance and coverage. I mean, but how do you know I've that? Because you can't. Before. I mean,
0: you don't see that. Like right when you get into a cab, you don't know for sure that that person is yeah. in a good, will you know, well rested because driving tired is dangerous. You know, it can see okay. Uh, you don't know that that person has the proper cab, no insurance.
1: One, no one did any tests for us to see whether we were too tired. You know, yeah. <laughs> I got to say, I sure. could do anything I wanted in that 12 hour shift I was
0: on. Yeah. David, have you ever used one of these apps? It sounds like you're familiar with Uber at least.
2: No, I haven't used them. I just read about them like in magazines and stuff like that, you know.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Well, any final thoughts?
2: No, no, I just wanted to, you know, interject on that guy's comment. About I
0: appreciate this. it. Thanks. Yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, there's
1: certainly, there's different apps and each of them have their own way of doing doing things. And mm-hmm. as far as what uh, Jeff had to say, look, I am, I totally get his concern. Yeah. And his concern is valid. If you're jumping into a car with somebody you don't know, there could be all kinds of problems. And most of the time there probably wouldn't be. And I'm sure he would agree with that. Sure. But... You know, there there can be problems with licensed and bonded people. Certainly, insurance money helps to solve problems. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is the argument, well, because I, I shouldn't be responsible for your hospital bills. It all rested on society to we'll be responsible for your hospital bills yeah. if something bad happens. And what he's saying is a true statement. It's true. You know, under this uh, circumstance, even if uh, I don't have to pay under, you know, the— the Obamacare uh, provisions, I'm going to have to pay through the insurance companies or the hospitals' uh, bills or whatever, because if somebody's forced to give treatment to somebody who doesn't have money, then they're going to pass those things on and doing business. Now, many hospitals have charity wings, and many yep. people vote, uh, donate for these charity wings and that kind of thing. But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, buyer beware. Yeah, I at one point hired a uh, plumber. I mean, the, the
0: responsibility ahead. has been taken completely away from the person who's getting in that car. I learned very early on not to get in cars with people I don't trust, you know, from the time I was before I was able to drive, even, right? And so if somebody's going to give me a ride and they look intoxicated or tired or sketchy or their car doesn't look safe or whatever, you know, I, as a person who values my health and well being, may not want to get in their car. And that's a responsibility that I have, that's a choice that I have to make as a as a potential consumer of and, of rights. But he was right. I mean, one of these people could be high on acid for all we know. Sure. But and, when you regulate it like this, when mm-hmm. when there's this this um climate where the government is saying, no, 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 you can't get in that car unless this person has jumped through X, Y, Z hoop and paid us a bunch of money because, oh yeah, by the way, they have to get these medallions to drive taxis and they'll cost hundreds of thousands of dollars in some cities. And they limit them um, in a lot of cases. And it's artificially limited, yep, so that it just enriches the existing uh, taxi companies. Um, But you know, when when the government draws all these regulations and puts up all this red tape, Suddenly, you're not as responsible. You as the consumer are not as responsible for your own safety. And so you just sit back and say, oh, yeah, nothing could go wrong. The government's taking care of me. They're required to be licensed and bonded and stuff. So why should I have to pay attention to whether this person is a safe driver?
1: Right? Also, um, I mean, the government does mandate that people have liability insurance for, uh, you know, and, and I believe it's for other people. Maybe it's for the other driver. I'm not a hundred. The, the people in the other car. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yep. In every state, they all vary. Yep. New Hampshire, I believe, is the only state where you don't have to have income. Yeah, kind absolutely. Of insurance. A
0: standard auto insurance policy could cover you pretty well. I mean. Um, the part that I that, that sort of falls apart
1: here in uh, Jeff's scenario is Jeff said it's okay to get in the car with a family member and give them some money for gas. Right? So Why is it okay with a family member? It, you and I have known each other for you know a few. Not years. getting in your car, you're sketchy. Yeah, that's right. I haven't <laughs> never managed to get <laughs> you in the car <laughs> I'm yet. Just kidding. One of these days. Um, <laughs> so, but but I don't think there'd be any problem with uh, you getting in my car and give me a couple of bucks for gas. Yeah. So how long do I have to know somebody? if it's okay and shouldn't be illegal for you to give me some money to go someplace as far as gas money because should you it, know me that it should be okay
0: if you've only met me just a few minutes ago should it be illegal to meet someone on craigslist and sell them your furniture or something at 855-450-FREE it's free talk live This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. You're hearing the live Sunday night edition. It's Stephanie with you and Mark. And uh, tonight you can call us at 450 free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Got some thoughts on the, uh, well the the phone apps that allow people to arrange ride sharing and actually also allow some of the licensed uh, taxi drivers and so forth to pick up more customers. When they have a downtime, Um, they're being sued in one city by uh, some licensed taxi drivers for unfairly competing and and uh, stuff like that. I think personally, I think that it probably has a lot to do with, you know, and I can't blame people for this, but they get upset when they had to jump through a bunch of hoops. They had to go through a certification or licensing process. They had to go through paying the government for a license, which can often be quite painful Um, and they had to do this in order to remain free from harassment by the government. And so they think, well, I had to do this. Everybody else should have to do this too. I don't want anybody being able to compete with me who didn't have to do this kind of stuff too.
1: Well, I'm also curious uh, about this is, um, you know, where does it end and where does it begin? Mm -hmm. What would my insurance company say now, I've got full coverage insurance. I'm not one of those people that runs around with this, uh, I don't half-step. Um, right. Don't, you know, when it comes to...
0: And you're not even required to by law in New Hampshire. You no, don't have to have auto insurance, but you 3, choose to. 3,000-pound
1: killing machines, I don't mess around. Yep. So I've got full coverage insurance. I've never even considered this as a possibility, but it's an interesting question. If, is my insurance null and void if I take five bucks for gas? Mm. from somebody. Well,
0: how would they ever find out, I suppose? Well, it's
1: a great question, yeah. but that doesn't matter. If I revealed to them after the accident, I I think it's important that you know that I took $5 for gasoline <laughs> from this uh, person who is now in a coma is suddenly it, is my insurance no longer going to cover that person? Well,
0: did you meet them through a smartphone app? Because then some. What can...
1: difference does it make? Yeah. You know, my wife gave me $5. I know wives and husbands who keep separate bank accounts and, uh, you know, even up with them on meals out and stuff. I've yep. talked to them. I've been out to dinner with them. And sure. I think it's a fine way to do things. Yep. So if my wife gives me $5 uh, to even up on gas or a friend of mine, does that null- nullify the insurance coverage? And if these apps claimed that that you know had you check a box to say that you have full coverage insurance Mm -hmm. if if in fact the insurance company would cover you if you had full coverage insurance in that circumstance and whatever your passenger was and the app then says well check this box to say you have full coverage insurance somebody could lie and somebody could tell the truth there's no doubt about it but what about me who's telling the truth can i no longer participate in the app because a couple of taxi drivers in San Francisco are mad that somebody's taken rides from them.
0: Yeah. I mean, see <laughs> I mean, you could meet somebody on on Craigslist like I was saying before the break. You could meet someone on Craigslist and arrange virtually any kind of service with them. Most of those transactions go fine, right? Uh, and all Craigslist is doing is allowing people to hook up and meet each other. And now, hey, we have the internet. The looks, internet allows all kinds of people to meet who wouldn't have been able to meet otherwise. Now, and it's opening up all kinds of these scenarios. And I don't know
1: about carbon uh, footprints and things like that. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I believe all this stuff. And if I do believe it, um, I'm probably pretty sure that uh, eating meat is much worse for the environment than driving a car. But um, how about just breathing? Yeah, <laughs> being a lot alive, of CO two. Not good for the being environment alive. either. So um, you know when you when you look at this situation the fact is these apps diminish the carbon footprint of people now they you do. know you know that the people in the government of California absolutely believe in carbon footprints oh yeah so therefore um the fact that they're increasing you know forcing people to be certified certification does nothing yeah. um to uh, in, in, in any of these circumstances it's not going to make anybody a well they care driver.
0: about more about getting the 100,000 dollar medallion fee than they do about decreasing the carbon footprint it's all footprint, about the money baby uh, let's go to the phones, Mark, and talk with Dale. Dale, you have a question for us?
8: Uh, yeah, a little bit of one. I was, I was curious if uh, either one of you two had, uh, had viewed Ron Paul's farewell address to Congress.
0: I read the transcript of it. I didn't watch the video. Yeah, t- transcripts.
8: Okay. And did you... I, I would encourage... Yeah, I would encourage anybody... Uh, to either read the transcript or to actually, you know to go up, it's all over YouTube. Yeah, sure. To go up and find it and look at it, it is really something. I, I you know, there's a lot of things he said there that I wish he would have said in the campaign in the primaries, but I understand why he couldn't because then they really would have dropped the hammer on him.
0: What do you think they would have done? I I don't know what you. It did seem to. to me that it was more radical than some of the other things that he said in the past, even, and I found it really interesting because he. Um, he referred to the government as a badge with a gun or something like that, yeah. which is a quote from an N.W.A. song, F the Police. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was. And he was saying, you know, he said some stuff about voluntarism, like, you know, government force is not the answer. Essentially, the only way we're going to have, uh, have a good life is to embrace liberty and, and voluntarism. And he used those terms. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what did you find um, particularly interesting about it, Dale?
8: Uh, well, the fact that, you know, that he did step outside, I guess, the, the Republican Party box and say the things that you talked about, um, the 32 questions that he asked, I found really, really fascinating. Mm. And, and again, it, it stepped up because, you know, he actually won the Iowa caucuses, the very first thing out of the gate. But the Iowa GOP, in conjunction with the national GOP, took that victory away from him by not counting certain precincts claiming they were lost. And then it was a handshake deal between Mitt Romney and Rick Santorum as to how they divvy the whole thing up. Now, if Ron Paul wins that one, just like Obama did in 2008, look at the momentum that builds. And based upon his speech, it's obvious that the Republican Party could not have a man like that as the frontrunner for their presidential nomination.
0: Yep. Politics is a dirty game. And uh, and Dale, thank you for the call. Appreciate that. I have uh, pulled up Ron Paul's 32 questions here. Some of them are really good. Why are sick people who use medical marijuana put in prison? Why does the federal government restrict the drinking of raw milk? Those are just the first two. Yeah, those are excellent questions. And maybe we'll uh, read some more here. But let's first go to uh, Ryan, listening in Pennsylvania. Ryan? Yes. Hi, welcome to Free Talk Live. You're on the air. Hi. I was listening
7: and I uh, heard some talk and questions about um, public transportation and the apps. And I just want to share with you it some knowledge I have and at least in Pennsylvania that is public transportation is regulated by the government. Yeah. And how it works in regard to insurance is for example a taxi company would have an insurance filing where when they purchase their insurance that insurance would be filed with this with the um, state government. And if that insurance were canceled, if a company even tried to cancel that insurance, the government would be notified 30 days in advance so if you own the taxi company you couldn't even cancel the policy if you wanted to there'd be you know advanced notice of cancellation going to the government and mm. the reason for this is the public's protected so generally it's less likely that somebody's driving around a taxi or a ta- has a taxi company that doesn't have insurance
1: i would agree Tax. with that that it's less far less likely
7: the the, the other thing is um They're regulated, and, and, you know, you have to be licensed to to transport people. So in the scenario where you were asking if you decided you wanted to, you know, start uh, driving people around for money and kind of run your own uh, black market taxi company, that would not be allowed by law in Pennsylvania to start out with. So if you're going to start doing that, one, not only would your personal insurance not cover you to haul people for hire as a livery vehicle, okay, Uh, In that case, I think it would be very endangering to the public to get in someone's car who was not an actual taxi service, you know, to be transported, because even if the person had insurance on their car to, you know, run to the grocery store, they don't have insurance on their car to start collecting money. To transport people for hire, not to mention it would be illegal.
1: Let me ask you this: I mean, and they actually are doing stings around the United States, yep, trying we've to get people read about to, 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 to take people uh, to pick them up at the grocery store and take a few bucks to drive them back to their houses. They're getting old men, old women, uh, you know, p- families. They're they're doing stings and they're they're finding them for taking people back. Is, is I, I we're going to hold you over here? Yep. Um sure. is, When does it start? I mean, when is the, the legitimate time to start charging somebody? Because literally, the government will charge you for taking one penny for driving some person one-tenth of a mile.
0: It's a great question, Mark. Eight five five four fifty 450 free if you'd like to comment here on Free Talk Live. eight five five four five zero three seven three three. 450 This is Free Talk Live, the live Sunday night edition with Stephanie and Mark. And our number is 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733, where you are welcome to call in and talk about anything that's on your mind. We've kind of been talking about this situation in California where several apps that uh, allow people to hook up and find rides. And uh, in some cases, as one of our previous callers pointed out, even allow the licensed taxi drivers and stuff to find clients. Um, they've been sued by some of the licensed taxi drivers. And uh, the city of California, or the city of, uh, city of California, the city uh, where this is happening in California is jumping all over it as well, saying they're a public safety hazard and all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, we're kind of looking at that with a critical eye. But, you know, if if you like what we do on Free Talk Live, if you enjoy our show, if you uh, want to help out the show at no cost to you, there's an easy way to do it. And that's by going to shop.freetalklive.com. That's shop.freetalklive.com. And you can there find a link to enter Amazon through Free Talk Live's portal. And once you go through that portal... Everything you purchase will give Free Talk Live a small referral fee. It's not going to affect the price that you pay at all for what you buy, but it does help out Free Talk Live. So we certainly appreciate when you do that. And um, okay, Mark, we were talking with Ryan in Pennsylvania, and we're going to bring Ryan back. Are you there? Yes. Okay, great. Great. So you had something that you wanted to ask him about. Yeah, I just,
1: well, you know, as I asked before we went to the break, Ryan, is um, you seem to have an encyclopedic law, uh, you know, knowledge of the law in uh, Pennsylvania on uh, livery and uh, taxi cab drivers. And I think that's awesome. But, you know, I guess what the question is, is what's the moral answer here? Is it moral for somebody to take money for taking a friend or neighbor to... You know, the well, actually, back.
0: is it is it okay or is it moral to use the government to prevent somebody from taking money from their friend or the, a stranger to give them a ride?
7: Well, first of all, I, I, let's talk about what's legal and what's illegal, okay? I don't know for how long, but for many years, the state and federal government want, you know, uh, regulates, and the reason, one of the reasons they regulate is to protect the public, okay, that's in, what
1: they say. The but they collect a cab, lot of money in I, the process.
7: <laughs> well, sure, but of course they do in, in everything they do. Okay, right. so but the thing is, th- this is nothing new. What I don't understand, no, in California, the lawsuit with the taxi cab drivers who who are suing the other taxi cab drivers because in this situation, I would think we have two entities who are both you know legally licensed, insured, and permitted to haul people for hire. The problem is when the state and federal governments and the federal government gets involved when goods and commodities are transported for others across state lines, and I'm sure it works the same way for public transportation. If you're crossing a state line, then the federal government gets involved through the ICC, the Interstate Commerce Commission. Um, You know, it's really not fair uh, to a certain extent for, um, you know, people to be able to start transporting goods and commodities or people um, without regulation when the government does regulate this and it's illegal to do so otherwise. So why is mention. that not like fair? I said, your, your, your insurance would not cover you if you were transporting someone for money. I think that is where the key comes in. I agree with are you. People doing are doing sh- this for money? If they're doing it for gas money, then have them drive the person to the gas station and the person that's getting the ride could put the gas in their car. Okay.
0: That, that the, seems pretty if I similar. <laughs> yeah.
7: You know, that, that, the, the, the bottom line is somebody's probably doing it for some profit and some money. Now, if we're friends and you choose to give me money for gas, like you said before, who would know the difference? Okay. But when you start posting your services, I would think that you become a business. And the reason why you're doing this you know, is because you're trying to make some money. And if some money's being made, then it's a business, and that enters a whole different realm of rules and regulations and insurance and laws and, you know. Yeah, so is everybody
0: who sells something on eBay or Craigslist now a business and subject to all the different regulations that businesses are? I mean, it seems to me like if there's there's some in between there. You know what I mean? Well, it
7: depends. If you're selling an item that you previously purchased, I think that's different than if you're selling a hundred items that you're purchasing from China and reselling them to make money. There's a difference between if you're selling your own personal items that you paid for and paid tax on, or you're selling items, you know, that either you're manufacturing, making, or that it, it, is it being done for a profit or not? You know, that's the bottom line. So,
1: well, I, I think everybody's constantly working for a profit. Um, and here's here this has been said no, about I don't, government. I don't
7: think that's true. There's, there's social services. There's people... That'll help other people. People or, selling
1: their blankets on socks, old socks to on eat eBay somehow. Yeah. It, it, that's a profit. I mean, you know, <laughs> right. either way, it's a profit. Right. So,
0: um. Right. Last me, time you got an old sock on eBay,
7: well, no, <laughs> I mean, people, no, it might not be a profit because if you paid $50 for a blanket and you're selling for $20, you are probably not making a profit. You're getting some of your money back for something that is partially worn out. So I disagree with
0: that. But, okay, well, you know, look, Mark wanted to make a make a comment go ahead mark well i mean this is about communication
1: and the limiting of people communicating with each other and government's been called an entity that rewards its friends and punishes its enemies Mm. and in this case its friends are people that pay a great deal of money to it in order to be licensed it's one thing to have insurance it's another thing for the government to say okay you've got insurance we're going to rubber stamp you give us a hundred thousand dollars um and so you know like the government doesn't keep us safe in this
7: circumstance
0: don't forget they're not shutting down these apps, they're fining them $20,000 each. And maybe yeah, that would I'm shut not them down. I
7: agree with that. Uh-huh. But to a certain extent, the government does to keep the public safe if they are making, well, not safe so much, but protect it maybe, if they are making sure that there's a certain criteria for people, for example, who maybe get a taxi license and at least know that the vehicle they're driving is insured and they're, cert- they're following a certain amount of safety rules and regulations. There's spot drug checks for these people. You know, the, the vehicles. I worked as a taxi cab driver. 100%. Here's. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: I worked as a taxi gra- cab driver for like a year in Sarasota, Florida. And I'd like right. to point out that the city of Sarasota knew that I was a convicted murderer. I'd like to point out the taxi cab company Do I was a convicted murderer, but they still sent me out to the very nicest neighborhood, Longboat Key, to give those ladies rides out there, and because I could show them, you know, when I I'd, when I'd drive by a restaurant, I'd be like, oh man, the s over there is great, you've got to try it. And we'd go by a theater, I'd say, okay, this is running, and it's a really great show, you ought to see it. I could do the tour, as well as the, uh, the, the driving. And so that's where I got my gig. But I'm not entirely sure that those little ladies would have felt altogether secure Protected. if they yeah. had known what my criminal record was.
7: Well, I'm not quite sure how you would have got that job having that criminal
0: record. But right, because the government protects everybody. No fail. There's no cracks in the system. I told them. <laughs> I, I
1: provided them with a criminal records check, put it right in front of the guy, and he stamped my stamped my thing and gave me a card. Now you know.
0: Well, All right. Ryan, thanks for the call tonight. <laughs> I was kind of curious what he had to say about the the you know not just what the law says about things like maybe he was a, an attorney or something he seemed to have a lot of knowledge about the law but I'm curious to to hear what he love- actually thought of it like what did he think well, you he know, thought he thought that um, it was Did he just people. agree with all the laws or I mean, well, what's the morality of using the government to stop have asked him yeah. to <laughs> me? I
1: really could care less about the laws because the laws are written by people that don't follow them. I mean, all you have to do is take sure. a look around. The politicians aren't following their own laws. They're doing whatever the hell they want to do. They just want you to follow them. If you think you live in a nation of laws, you've got another thing coming. I don't think there's ever Cops been in, don't the history, get
0: speeding tickets. in the
1: history of man, a nation of laws. A nation of laws is a utopian idea. Now, people call me a utopian Ooh, yeah. <laughs> because I believe that somehow individuals will make it if they're left uh, you know free to make their own decisions. But the people that believe that there could possibly be a nation of laws, those are the utopians.
0: Let's see what Stephen has to say listening in Illinois on satellite. Stephen?
6: Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just want, I was just listening to the show. I'm a uh, vehicle delivery driver, and when I drop my vehicle off, I usually have to call a cab to, uh, to get to the bus station or the airport. And a lot of times I will deliver in a, in a location that's outside the city, and the cab companies won't come get me. Oh, it's nice. too far for them. So I use, I use illegal cabs or black market guys that are just doing it privately. And uh, I, get a, I, got a, I get a lot better service, and uh, I only use them now. I don't call regulated <laughs> cab companies. And uh, the other thing I do is I don't stay in hotels when I have to lay over. I get on the Internet on Craigslist, and I rent somebody's uh, bedroom for the night, usually for about $25. Right. And a lot of times, and it's a private residence.
0: Right, and there are websites that uh, that are out there that allow you to offer your home as sort of a illegal uh, agorist hotel. Stephen, that's a great story. Do you have more? If you if you do, hold on the line. I want to hear more about. It's this. a bad, bad man. He breaking on- laws everywhere. He only uses illegal cab drivers My and God, agorist hotels. Houses, those houses aren't licensed. <laughs> Seems to me like everybody's benefiting here. It's free talk live. More coming up. Eight five five four fifty free is our number. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Free Talk Live. And we are kicking off the third hour of tonight's Live Sunday show with me, Stephanie. And me, Mark. And I uh, want to give out our phone number in case you'd like to call. Free Talk Live is an open phones uh, call-in show. You can call about anything that's on your mind. 855-450-FREE is our number. That's 855-450-3733. And uh, I do just want to remind the listeners that, uh, you know, you you may hear Free Talk Live on Sunday nights. I actually have my own radio show that, uh, that's uh, also a podcast, so you can hear the archives for free, just like Free Talk Live. My show is called Pork Therapy, and the website is porctherapy.com. You might enjoy that if you want to hear about personal freedom and uh, relationship issues from a liberty Minded perspective. Um, okay, let's go back to Stephen listening in Illinois. Now, Stephen, you were telling us before we went to the break that you only use illegal cab services and actually hotel services as well. And you said that you uh, go ahead. Yeah,
6: yeah, that's true. I uh, I haven't found. I mean, I haven't been in any major city that had these medallion cabs that didn't have a black market cab didn't have black market cab services they're relatively easy to find mm. all yeah usually all i have to do is just ask one of the locals wherever i'm dropping off and mm. uh, they'll give me a phone number and so uh, it's like you know
0: the, a guy the, who knows a guy that kind of thing i was going to ask yeah. how you found the found the services and it makes sense that they're oh, yeah. easy to procure because when they have these regulations in the cities where it costs you know literally hundreds of thousands of dollars to get one of these licenses or these Uh, medallions to to legally operate a cab well that's just asking for you know black market services to spring up because the barrier to entry is so high
6: you know the i think it's really what it's doing is the i think the cab companies like such as new york they have a lot of they contribute to political uh campaigns and they therefore they're they're literally bribing the uh The government to maintain an artificial monopoly. Sure,
1: that's exactly what's going on.
6: Yep, yeah,
1: and it's all done in the uh, name of safety. And I'm not saying that yeah. there's some, not some level of safety that uh, that that comes from this. I'm not going to claim that for a second. It's a
0: very I... expensive uh safety. <laughs> right. But
1: when we're talking about the marketplace, you're talking about efficiency. And if and and can that level of safety be delivered to me at a lower price, at a price less costly than it's currently done under the government's sort of regulatory scheme?
0: And what options do people have? I mean, personally, I have to say, personally, I would probably choose to go with the official cabbie that's licensed and looks professional, you know, and the person looks, you know, sober and I'm comfortable getting in a car with them. OK, I would probably choose to pay a little more for that service because I want the extra safety that I think is being provided there. However, I also don't want to pay or to be, you know, complicit in the government stopping people from providing those services to people who want them, and that's that's really what it's about. That's why I take the position that I take, even though I would use probably more of the official cabbies. But you know, Stephen, you can't even get access to them, so it's kind of a moot point for you, huh?
6: Well, with me, I there's an example. I dropped off at a racetrack that was like forty miles out of Richmond, Virginia. I did call two cab companies when I first started this. I called two cab companies, and they said that's too far for us to come out. We won't come out and get you. Yep, mm-hmm. and the uh, the one of the guards there at the racetrack said, uh, "I know somebody will come get you," and, and uh, he gave me a phone number. <laughs> and I called him up, and they said, uh, "I said, you know, I'm out here at the racetrack, and I need a ride into the bus station." And uh, they they quoted me a price and said uh, we'll be there in forty minutes. And they they picked up my luggage, put me in their van. <laughs> so when I got to the bus station, they just didn't dump the luggage out of the trunk. They actually carried my luggage into the bus station for me right to the ticket counter. I was very impressed with him. And Blitz this is service why, so
1: I, it, it, he wants the business, I, you know. Like yeah. he, doesn't have the, oh, yeah. he doesn't have this license to Monopoly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
6: I, and he had a little business card that he printed up on his home computer. <laughs> and uh, I carry it in my wallet so that anytime I, anytime I need a cab in Richmond, those are the guys I call.
0: Stephen, thank thank you so much for your story. That's that was really interesting. I'm he does all the traveling. He must have that. a wallet that's
1: full of cards,
0: huh? <laughs> Maybe. All right, Annie is on the line in St. Louis, Missouri. Annie, hi, you guys. Hi, welcome to Free Talk Live.
3: Hi, um, I'm wondering what your opinion is about this coverage about what's going on in Israel.
0: Oh, the uh, the strikes and.
3: Yeah, anything that I've seen on the mainstream media is always about, you know, poor Israel. Like, they're getting, you know, um, bombarded with missiles and all that kind of stuff. But Mm. we don't see the other side. I mean, we don't see the tanks and... You know, they have Apache helicopters that are, you know, and why is this even going
0: on? Well, it's a great question indeed. Why is this going on? It seems like that area of the world, you know, there has been so much um, violence and so much, uh, I guess, wrong done on both sides, so much harm done on both sides, that it's kind of impossible to, to tease it all out and say, you know, how can we restitute each little thing that's been going on? Um, this is a t-
1: tough scenario. And yeah. I, I've, you know, I've been thinking about it, too. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that it all comes down to Israel being stuck there by Winston Churchill and uh, I guess, you know, whatever sort of Western powers decided that it should go there. It, it was kind of a strange thing to do in the first place, and it's caused a, it's, it's caused a lot of disruption. Currently, and I'm not sure what's going on specifically in Gaza, but I I do know that they're preparing for a ground invasion. Well, the West Bank. Possibly. um, That there's a lot of settlements going in there. I don't know if in Gaza there's lots of settlers going in. And by settlers, they mean essentially they're just pushing back the Palestinians further and further into their area.
3: But they they don't even, I mean, we don't even hear about, you know, the Palestinian side of the situation.
0: Oh, yeah. That's because. Because a lot of people in, in the U.S., I think, are really enamored by Israel. Like, they want to support Israel for, uh, you know, because well, they believe it's a into- that Yeah,
3: go ahead. Something that a lot of people don't get also is when they say, and I mean they by being like the mainstream media, mm-hmm. um, when they talk about um, being anti Semitic, if you look up Semitic, in the dictionary mm-hmm. it means the part the people living in the area it's not a jewish thing
0: no mm-hmm. yeah
1: right and, and another thing is is that basically and i found i found many people i'm jewish uh from you know from an ethnic standpoint stephanie <laughs> you're far more jewish than i am in the sense that you were
0: raised that way also i don't identify that way though i mean i don't But you're ethnically jewish I suppose if someone's going to label me, okay, I mean, just, by the silly religious rules of a religion that I don't acknowledge, I am Jewish. Yeah. Right there, <laughs> and, um, and so, uh, but I've met a lot of people
1: that are Jewish that uh, will say things like, "Well, if you don't like Israel, you don't like Jews." Right. And-
0: oh, I was brought up with that. It's it, it was you know it, you couldn't say anything bad about them. You had to take the side of Israel, and often that was a very pro. War uh, stance, and it, it's kind of scary to me um, that you know someone couldn't criticize the actions of a government, you know, just like any other, without being essentially labeled as a bigot, you know. And I'd, certainly, there are people who um, who are bigots who you know are anti-Israel, right? But it's not everybody, you know. And I would just say that <laughs> I'm not.
3: Well, all I'm all I'm doing is questioning what's going on sure, over there. Sure. I mean, yeah. I'm not. Uh, On one side or the other. Yeah. It just, but I'm not getting both sides.
1: Well, I would I say you, you know, I mean, here's here's the problem, right? Like, so here's I think the best thing is like the sort of the, the multiple state uh, option where they let, you know, look, you guys, this is your little country. You can do what you want with it. Split into little pieces. Choose to make your own country. Do whatever you want. We're not going to mess with you. But then somebody we shoots, the American government, you, no, we the uh, Israeli government, the American government shouldn't be giving money to either side. But the Israeli, the, yeah. the Israeli government, I agree. But then some, somebody shoots some rockets thanks for the call Annie. um then somebody shoots some rockets into israel and who do you go after right that's hard
0: one of uh, ron paul's 32 questions in his resignation speech was why is it political suicide for anyone to criticize apac that's the american israeli political action committee or something mm-hmm. free talk live 855 free. more coming up
7: when you're planning your move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, consider Keen, civil disobedience, politics, media, outreach and social events. Keen has it all. Get connected with video, audio, our forum and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. <laughs>
0: This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. It's the live Sunday night edition with Stephanie and Mark. And uh, you can visit our website at freetalklive.com. I don't think I've mentioned this yet, but... um who knew you can get all the archives of Free Talk Live going back to late 2006 at archives.freetalklive.com. And if you want to hear just the last um, seven days of the show, unlike other talk radio shows, which make you pay for their archives, Free Talk Live is going to put up all our archives for free. We, um, you, know, you can see the last seven days, as I mentioned, right up at the top of the website at freetalklive.com. You can kind of mouse over each day and see the topics of discussion for that show. So um, that's all there provided for you for free.
1: BitInstant.com is the place to go to get your Bitcoins. We talked about Bitcoins in the last hour, and I think that they're going to be extraordinarily important in the coming uh, years, decades, uh, certainly years. And I also think that they're going to go up on the short term. BitInstant.com is the, way to fa- the fastest, easiest, safest way to get your Bitcoins. They're one of the biggest companies in the Bitcoin industry. They may be the biggest uh, for all I know. And certainly they've gotten the largest as i understand venture capital in the bitcoin arena so it's bit com. you can trust them for your bitcoins um and just go there get them they've got more than a million locations in more than 30 countries Bitinstant.com.
0: all right yeah um our number is 855-450-3733 that's 855-450-FREE the the word free f-r-e-e and um Mark, have you sent out any interesting tweets? I, I just want to remind our listeners: you can follow Free Talk Live on Twitter if you want to see some of the stories and some of the topics that we're discussing here yep, tonight I've on the show. I've
1: been tweeting the stories. Uh, some of the stories we've been talking about, as soon as uh, you know, I'll, I'll get the rest of them out as soon as I can get the, the links from you. But I've uh, <laughs> oh yes, the one from uh, the woman running over her husband has been uh, tweeted out.
0: Cool. Okay. So um, you wanted to talk about this cop who tased somebody who had a seizure. Is that right?
1: Yeah, it's, it's you know, happening.
0: It's, this is unfortunate. And when I heard you say that you had this for show prep, I said, you know, this almost this happens every week. Like this almost isn't news anymore. But it's so sad that it's becoming that commonplace that uh, cops basically, I don't know what they they're ignorant. They don't have the medical know-how to know that somebody is in need of help. They're having a seizure there. It's a medical event. What it event. Looks like. Yeah, uh, and they believe, oh, this person's getting belligerent with me. I'll teach him a lesson. And then they'd give him the taser.
1: So what happened in this yeah, I'm case? not sure I'd know what a seizure or um, a, you know, any of these things are. It's
0: pretty obvious. I mean, well, there's maybe types I think of it's... Them. Yeah, that's true. That's I mean, true.
1: there's all different ones. And then um, there's the diabetic shock, yeah. which I'm not entirely sure what that would look like either. They're constantly tasing people into di- in diabetic shock. Right. This must look like somebody having a bad drug reaction. Sir, get out of the car. Get out of the car. Get out of the car now
0: or I will tase you. Right. And then, you know, bam, they tase them. And the person can't hear you for some reason or whatever. Yeah, I mean, people who have really low blood sugar can sometimes get uh, confused and agitated and may not be able to follow police's commands or whatever, right? And they, they could certainly look like they are being, quote, disobedient, but that's really what it's all about. They just want you to obey, and they're going to use their taser as a tool for compliance to make you comply.
1: From RT.com to Texan police officers... Uh, are being sued for having for using a taser to shock a man who is having a seizure, causing the 50-year-old to suffer a heart attack and permanent brain damage.
0: Oh, gosh, that's s- awful when s- it ends that way, yeah.
1: Yep. Scott Sheeley filed a federal complaint last week in Austin, Texas requesting a jury trial against two officers who shocked him with a taser in May. Sheely was unsuccessfully asked for a settlement of at least $1.5 to cover the costs of medical fees, attorneys, and emotional damages. The case involves a police response to a 911 call last November. November police responded to a request for medical assistance, uh, Sheila, who was uh, suffering a seizure in his home in Austin, so they responded to a request for medical assistance um, and you know, oh,
0: so they knew that that was a possibility
1: they knew that there was a medical emergency of some sort I guess mm-hmm. i mean at least uh, s- somebody did it at some point when officers. Uh, showed up they uh, arrived at the man's house they allegedly used violence to restrict him from movement constrained his ability to breathe and repeatedly shocked him with a taser gun the officers Uh, controlled the man by pushing a knee into his back while he was in handcuffs causing his head to be pressed against the back uh back cushion of the chair uh certainly worse places your head can be uh, pressed well and if he's
0: if he's seizing when people have certain types of seizures. They're having involuntary muscle spasms, sure, right? Sure. So their muscles are contracting. And if you got a knee in your back, that's you can't help it. Your muscles are still contracting. Yeah. And so they're holding you down at a point, And your muscles are generating force. And that's going to hurt you. Like, worse than it would hurt you if you were just um, able to control your muscle movements. So
1: when paramedics arrived, uh, I guess due to the bad information here, Sheely was injected with uh, Haldol and at- at- oh, yeah. Ativan, Vitamin drugs H. which are... Uh, uh, used to control psychotic disorders and anxiety, which can also cause seizures and sudden death. So, <laughs> the victim then had a heart attack. Um, so, I mean, this is a a big mess. For one thing, w- what are police being called to these medical emergencies for? Mm. I mean, yeah,
0: I can't think of a good reason.
1: I, I, you know, there's, I, I can see in a circumstance trying to restrain somebody who's having a seizure who's actually doing some awful things, you know, whatever the circumstance is. But you got to be, you got to be somewhat careful. And these guys are, you know, their their lives are on the, they're, you know, the damage can be done to them, no doubt. They could just choose not to get involved. Well, the man's having a medical emergency. We'll wait till the paramedics get here. Um, also, the question about if you think that this behavior was inappropriate by the police, and it seems like tasing a man with a seizure is. People are always talking about police being, you know, there's oh, there's just one bad apple. Well, how come both of these guys did this then?
0: Mm. You know, I, I, I and there's think, good evidence that they knew that this was a medical issue, because indeed. that's that's why they were called, right? And I think that there's
1: some kind of, uh, you know, I, I I wouldn't propose to know, but there's some kind of. Brotherhood there that when a cop is, you know, commits himself to uh, violence in whatever way that the other guys are going to cover him and that we see that all the time. It's likely that um, they'll participate. I mean, you know, when you see seven cops kicking somebody's head in and there's video and it's not just Rodney King. Rodney King, is, <laughs> Rodney King was an amazing thing because somebody got it on video back in the 90s yeah. when video was something unusual. Now mm-hmm. that there's video of this stuff going on all the time. Why isn't it one cop kicking somebody's head and the other six restraining him? This is what I want to know about the one bad apple thing. I don't propose to know. I don't know what's going on there, and I wish I did know why police do that. I've never had a bad experience with a police officer. Really? I've never I've been to prison. Now I've had bad, ex- bad experiences with prison guards and I've seen far worse. But yeah. I'm not the kind of person that they go after. Yeah. I you know, I'm am tall, look white, speak well, generally I'm dressed in a fashion that Got they're a not family. Bother me. Yeah. Driving something older, or, yeah, yeah,
0: not or well, not you're not older. I'm but older like, now. <laughs> you're well, you're not y- like I, I was saying that usually they profile young people, yep. like in their 20s or whatever.
1: And so they're just it's just less likely I'm gonna have these troubles. But I, I want to know the answer to the question when it's when the video's out there, what happens? Where's the where's the situation where the one cop stops the other cops from doing this? Because I've never seen the video of that, and I've looked at a lot of video but of a lot of police I. violence.
0: You'd think that they'd want to get that out there, you know, uh, but. I don't know. Did they get training that this is a good idea to send jolts of electricity, you know, coursing through somebody's body who is already having a seizure? I imagine they didn't know what a seizure was. I would assume that they thought he was having a psychotic episode. That's all and I
1: can imagine. And people who are mentally ill are treated badly in society. I mean, oh yeah, they're annoying.
0: Yeah. Um, and I and they usually it. don't sue you either. Yeah. And this guy, this guy tried to, but it didn't turn out well for him. 855-450-FREE. That's our number. he's suing now. The
1: settlement didn't work out.
0: I see. 855-450-3733. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. It's Stephanie with you and Mark on the live Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. You can call us tonight at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And, uh, you know, we like it when people call in and bring up anything that's on their mind. You can feel welcome to change the subject or bring up something completely new or comment on something that you heard previously on the show
1: com. If you're tired of these uh, st- survival TV shows that give you, you know, just show people prepping for, and they don't really talk about s- reasons. Uh, they don't really, they, or they, if they have a reason, it's this sort of one thing where the big one's coming and whatever that means. That
0: just scares people. Yeah. yeah.
1: The scary situation. Who knows? You know, I mean, whatever your reason might be, uh, I can tell you that, uh weather catastrophes, these things are going to occur. They occurred very recently in New York and uh, in New Jersey. They're still recovering over there. And the people that were prepared, they're better off than the people who weren't. And it's better to be prepared. You should have certain items. And the best way to find out about these different scenarios and the things you should have is com. They've got over there, it's a book you can order. You can get a dead tree variety or you can get one of the, uh, the you know, the, the, what do you call them? Nooks and, and widgets or whatever from uh, uh, these th- things. You can PDF readers, whatever. You can read it in whatever way you want. They've got it for you at strategicsurvival.com. And this kind of training and practice that they offer in there and then the, um, the specifics on which items to buy, it'll turn whatever fear and trepidation you have into confidence and peace. Strategicsurvival.com.
0: All right, Mark. we so, had a call a little earlier in the show from Annie, and she brought up the subject of Israel um, s- striking on Gaza recently and this sort of escalation of conflict that's going on in the Middle East right now, well mostly just in israel but uh, and I've watched
1: a lot of link TV and um, current TV and and um, you know Al Jazeera and stuff like that, and what you don't get to see on American television a lot of time is the average Middle Easterner, the average uh, Muslim out there that wants peace. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of them, the vast majority of them. When somebody wants to fight and then somebody else gives them a fight, there's all these hundreds or thousands or whatever, hundreds of thousands of people who are caught in between. People who didn't want anything to do with this, and it's sad. And I don't know what the solution is for Israel. It seems to me that uh, that, you know, that people in like Gaza and the West Bank and things like that should be given their little bit of land. Because um, I know that there's a lot of problem with the uh, settlers from, from Israel going into these, these lands and settling places and basically reclaiming, claiming, it's not reclaiming, uh, this land never belonged to Israel until they took it. And settlers have never been there. So they basically have just sort of held off the people that were there into these areas. And, you know, they should be allowed to do what they want in their particular area. But what are you going to do in a situation where, um, say, Israel gives the Gaza to the Gazinians and or they make them have just a... the
0: people who are living there. Right. Just says, you, you've homesteaded this land. It belongs to you. And there's no state attached to it?
1: Well, I mean, just let's say they turn it over to them and they, they figure out whatever they want to do, because um, I'm sure that what they're probably going to do is some kind of democratic or autocratic um, thing. A dictatorship, something like that's going to occur. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Israel says, OK, we're going to have some democratic elections in Israel. They have, you know, some kind of democratic republic going on there. So we're going to we're going to force a democratic election. on That's you.
0: what all the neocons like, right? In the US, What's that the, the fact that Israel is a democracy in the middle of. Of the Middle East or whatever?
1: I guess. Um, I think that a lot of them um, like it for religious reasons that Jesus can't come back unless Israel mm, exists. Right. And I think that this is a really, <laughs> really stupid reason to have created a country.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of um, religious ideas wrapped up in the whole conflict, and also apparently, you know, a lot of racism. There's racial conflicts between the, you know, Arabs and Israelis and different types of people. And there wasn't as much in the back of the day, though. No. It, and you want to say, can't we all just get along? But like, there's a very deep history there and there's a lot of people who hold beliefs and I don't know. I mean, yeah, I've been interested in nonviolent communication. You have too, Mark, right? And I've read some accounts of people who have, I think uh, Marshall Rosenberg, the guy who wrote the original nonviolent communication mm-hmm. book, um, did some kind of mediation between people in Israel and Palestine and you know, made some progress, but then, of course, when he left, you know, it was just back to the same old. Every time right? I've
1: mm-hmm. ever seen um, anything, any communication between Israelis and uh, uh, you know Arabs, it's always gone well because they want to get along. Generally, the people that are yeah. willing to
0: enter into these conversations. they may need a, a talented mediator, right? But yeah, I agree that people want peace, and like you said, there are lots of just civilians there. Who really do want peace and their side is not shown very often.
1: And so I wonder to myself if they let the Gazinians do their, their thing, they let them go, whether they create a, a democratic state for them ahead of time or whether they just let them do what they want. And then violence erupts because there's hatred there. There's upset. There's uh, you, know, uh, you know feelings that have not been dealt with. If somebody shoots a rocket or hurts somebody because it's bound to happen, there's always something happening there.
0: And that carries through generations. I mean, think about the kids who are growing up with all this violence around them all the time. That's going to affect them for the rest of their lives. And they're going to hold deep-seated beliefs and prejudices against certain people who they believe have perpetrated this violence. All
1: you have to do is look at racial relations here in the United States, and you can see that these things span generations. They do until they're addressed, until somebody's, uh, you know, issues are addressed then they're either they address them for themselves or somebody addresses them for them for whatever reason there's some kind of mediation they're not fixed and they have to be fixed and i don't know how that's going to be done i can't solve these people's problem here's what i can recommend the united states shouldn't be involved in any way shape or form my tax money should not go either to support the the um Israelis or to support the people in Gaza or the West Bank or any of uh, Egypt or any of these other countries. This is one of the reasons that uh, Mubarak was able to stay in power for so long as the United States supported him because, well, he was a stabilizing force in that area. And that's what they wanted. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it, freedom is a scary thing and I don't know how it would go about. And I don't think that the Israelis should just sit out there and have rockets lobbed at them. Yeah. But I don't know how you stop it either. How do you? How you I've to heard a lot of situation.
0: I've heard a lot of people who are, you know, libertarians or whatever, say, you know, everybody else says, oh, we need a two state solution or one state solution or whatever. And I've heard people say, what about a stateless solution? And so I was just Googling this to try to see if there is an article or something about it. But I couldn't really find it. Um, I think this is something that Harry Brown might have even proposed. But yeah, just to have... Like to get rid of borders and to let people just live and not have states attached to them. And of course, it's pretty um, anarchic, dare I say, but, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe this would... Desperate times call for desperate measures, right, Mark?
1: I can't imagine how that's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not
0: you know. working right now. What's what's going on? Yeah, I can
1: tell you that uh, the the people in Israel have the they have a, a vested interest in getting more land from the people who uh, essentially are on what, what basically amount to reservations, um, and yeah, you know, they want to take as much land from them as possible. It's interesting here in the United States. It's really no different. The Lakota, um, which is a nation that uh, is in South Carolina, South. South Dakota, North Dakota, uh, Wyoming, and you know, like it's part of Nebraska. Um, they're in like five states, and I think Montana maybe. Yeah. And they've got they're in all those areas. They were supposed to have their own sovereign nation, and as time went by, they've got the treaty. It's written. You know that the United States government has a treaty, and by the way, treaties that are signed by the U.S. government are, become part of the Constitution. It's the Constitution that Lakota is its own nation, and Mm. whatever, they just go— I mean, obviously people are living in South Dakota. I mean, how is it that these people could live in this land? How is it that the South Dakota um, state police— Yeah, how can they
0: be within the geographical borders of South Dakota and belong to the Lakota nation and be outside the U.S. nation, right? It's very
1: interesting, isn't it? It is, absolutely. Lakotas certainly have taken the the payoffs throughout the years,
0: but— this is well, one thing that- they, yeah they had a lot bad that was done to them yeah, absolutely. too absolutely yeah I mean I think they've had trouble with um, being separate from the US because I know that there have been some activists that have tried to just like, like the Lakota nation has seceded from the US a bunch of times yep. and it wasn't recognized and then they had to keep seceding so there's trouble with it but you know maybe this could work right what do you think it's 855 free this is free talk live 855-450-3733 stateless solution stateful solution let us know free talk live This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the live Sunday night show. It's Stephanie. And Mark. And uh, of course, Free Talk Live is on every single night of the week between 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You can hear the archives of our old shows on freetalklive.com. That's our website. You'll find, uh, you know, the top... the. Top of the website has the last seven days of the show, and uh, there are more archives going back at the uh, archives page at archives.freetalklive.com. But, you know, you can also call us if you're listening live to the sound of our voices. You can call us at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Just enough time to squeeze your calls in before the end of the show here tonight because we are kicking off the last segment. Um, Now, Mark, I... Did you have any reads first, by the way? No, no, I'm good. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, I have this article here from Ars Technica that I think our listeners might find interesting. And the headline here is, um, Smart Card Licenses and Enforced Quotas Proposed to Combat Smoking. If you quit smoking, you get your license fee back plus interest. And uh, this is happening in the UK. Um, This is um, not in the US, but of course, as we know, governments like to borrow ideas from one another. And uh, the more tyrannical, the better, it seems, usually. Uh, So what's happened here is a public health professor has published a paper proposing that smokers be forced to apply for licenses and given weekly quotas. Uh, In his his paper, um, Simon Chapman, he's the professor that's authored this, um, from the University of Sydney's School of Public Health, says that by issuing every smoker a paid-for smart card to buy cigarettes, governments will be able to gather data the health authorities can then use in anti-smoking campaigns. Every time they buy a pack of cigarettes, the smart card will need to be swiped, and depending on what annual license level the individual has purchased, the numbers will be to- totted up, and then they will be cut off when the reacher excuse me the, they reach their maximum weekly limit now, seventy a- per week, one hundred forty per year, or three hundred and fifty per week oh sorry, seventy per week, one hundred forty per week, or three fifty per week. What is that number so of cigarettes? Yeah, they're buying different tiers. So the most expensive one is is three fifty cigarettes per week, okay. right? And they they have to pay more for that, of course. But they're going to total up the number of cigarettes that people buy. So one hundred and forty is a pack a day smoker.
1: And uh, how many cigarettes a, in a pack? Twenty? Yeah, twenty. Yeah, I guess uh, so that's two hundred eighty. That's a three th- three three whatever is a big three fifty. Yeah, they're they're smoking. Yeah. <laughs> um, now it, it's kind of interesting. Fishing. But do you see how socialized medicine in uh, Great Britain, this is, it's a real issue. I mean, if, look, if I'm responsible for your health care, I don't want you smoking. If I'm responsible for your health care, I'm concerned about how many candy bars and how much ice cream you eat. If if I have to pay makes it
0: everybody's business, it makes
1: it everybody's business. It absolutely is everybody's business. And this gives the government every reason to get involved. It's a safety issue, just like we were talking about in the first hour with the uh, Mm. with the carriers uh, and the, the, the taxi companies and the truck drivers and all of this stuff. That's what it all comes down to. Oh, it's a public safety issue now. You know, everything you put in your mouth, and that's mostly what kills you, everything you put in your mouth is my business. If being gay is what makes you more likely to catch a disease, that's my business.
0: You need to be straight. Yeah, well, being pregnant is a risk for death, so maybe we'll regulate who can have babies, yep, that's too. Right. Absolutely. We need to find out who's going to have them and who's not going to have them. Yeah, I mean, this is the
1: extent. We need it's to test like, them to make sure that those, we're, we're not having any, uh, you know, kids that might have any health issues,
0: too. Oh, yeah, because those will cost the taxpayers a lot of money. Yeah, you can really take it to an absurd um, extreme. Let's go to the phones real quick, though, and let's see what David has to say. David listening in New Hampshire. Hello. Hi, David. What's on I your mind? I was going to ask
4: about um, Israel and uh, Palestine. Okay. I didn't know that much about it, but I've been brushing up on it lately, and um, Jewish people, they really don't like um, the Holocaust and how many people got killed in that stuff.
1: I imagine but that's isn't true. Isn't
4: that that's kind true. of incongru- incongruous with, like, I don't know, it seems like every, the things I've been listening to say that they're trying to wipe Palestine off the map type of thing.
1: I think that it's going much more slowly. And, uh, you know, there's there's violence on either side. Um, but I can see why somebody makes the genocide argument in that case. Um, certainly, the Palestinian people living in the West Bank and Palestine are a pain in the butt for people for the Israeli government and people living in Israel.
0: And and it's a good thing to point out, because, you know, basically, two wrongs don't make a right. Right. We can't get to peace by perpetrating the cycle of violence. Like, maybe as a group, some horrible things have been done to Jews in the past, and, you know, they weren't the only group. There were other, there have been lots of groups that have been oppressed um, in the past by lots of different regimes. It it was all horrible, and it's never going to stop unless somebody stops it, right? It can't be like, yeah, we have to, you know, do violence to somebody else because violence was done to us in the past. Yep, that's not going to solve it.
4: Right. Can I ask you, something, Stephanie? Yeah. You said that you come from like a Jewish background to an extent, right?
0: Yeah.
4: how do they how do they um, justify it?
0: Um. So I haven't stepped foot in a synagogue since I was uh, maybe twelve or thirteen. I guess it would be. Um, I remember when I was a little kid, I got sent to Jew, you know, Hebrew school, and I remember um, the adults just saying, like, basically expressing, like. Uh, fervent support for Israel. And I didn't understand what was going on because I was probably, you know, a less than 10-year-old kid, but I got yeah. the impression that everybody... Israel's um, good. every Israel's good, yep, and everybody supports Israel who is part of this uh, congregation. So <laughs> there you go. Any final thoughts, David?
4: Um, no, that's all. Thanks a lot.
0: Thank you. Yep.
4: Yeah. And,
1: and I think that it becomes a matter of uh, sort of... Racial pride, almost, uh, the, the supporting of Israel.
0: Well, it's one way that I think there there are lots of, um, you know, when someone tells you that, hey, look, you're part of this group and this group has been persecuted by history. Everybody's out to get you. Yeah, it, it makes you stick together with other people who are in that group and you say, oh, crap. Everybody hates me because I'm a X, because so, of my skin color, or because of my religion, or whatever.
1: If my mom said, um, and my mom's not Jewish, yep. I, you know, I'm adopted, and I just happen to get a gene test and find out, oh look, you're Jewish, look, you're an Ashkenazi, what mm-hmm. a surprise! And um, the my, my if my mom were to tell me that, look, I don't want you bringing home any Hispanic girls or any black girls or in, any any of those people, she'd be pretty much labeled a bigot. Ice-T said back in the 90s, you want to know how you're a racist? If you imagine your uh, daughter coming home with a black guy and it bothers you. Mm. Now you know. And so, okay, let's use that system. In in many families, um, Jewish families, and there's other ethnicities out there that do the same thing, Is it's a problem if you bring somebody from another yeah. uh, ethnicity in there. So, I mean... You know, Jews are really good about forcing other Jews to date Jews, right? And one,
0: one has to wonder uh, about this. I don't know. I, I mean, that's a generalization, right? And a lot of different groups do that. a strong one. A lot of different groups do A lot that. of them do. Yeah, but I do know some people, sure. I know some people that's what happened to What would you say firsthand. about
1: my mom who said, don't bring, bring home anybody who's obviously not white?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say that's biased against other races, yeah.
1: You wouldn't call it a racism?
0: Yeah, I'd call it racism, yeah. sure. I mean, I was let's, just let's trying just to be. Use, let's be just go nice ahead about. and
1: use the terms as they
0: exist. <laughs> and I think that people that, that say this look, I get it. Judaism is a weird thing, though, because it's like what defines a Jew? Sure. You know what I mean? Like what characteristics do you have to have? I've looked it up. You know, and they say, well, someone who engages in Jewish culture and practices the Jewish religion yep. and has, not has a Jewish mother. And it's like, you can't always tell that just from looking at someone. I mean, there's no real <laughs> I mean, I know some people claim that they have Judar or whatever, but it's it, you can't tell. So no. who would have guessed it on me? I mean, you
1: know, I was raised, you found
0: out you're adopted. Yeah, right? I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you it's, had some genetic markers that were associated with. Ashkenazi Ashkenazi, apparently along my matriarchal
1: line they can tell you who you know who somebody somewhere they pick out as being an Ashkenazi uh, you know marker and I don't know what that means yeah and I'm not going to propose to know and I just I was kind of surprised and. Interested. And did
0: that change your life in any way? I mean,
1: other than being able to talk about it on the radio and suddenly have an opinion um, in that area. No, not yeah. at all. Um, and I think it's difficult for people to sit out there on the outside and say, you know, that seems kind of racist for Jews to tell other Jews that they got to marry, uh, you know, that they've got to marry Jews. And I've met I think a it's, lot of that.
0: I don't like anybody telling anyone else who they have to marry. You know, it's like, as far as I'm concerned, that's every individual's choice. You know, and they can make that choice based on whatever they want. So, my real last name is Edgington, not Mark Edge. Mm -hmm. And
1: um, I used to go to synagogue with my friend before we'd go out to drink on Friday night. And uh, we'd go there and we'd kind of go to the little fellowship hall thing that they had afterwards. I don't know any of these terms, by the way. Um, But. You know, the, the ladies would bring some cakes and stuff, and they try to fire a very, very hard. I figured out, don't tell him your, Brent said, don't tell them your last name. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I did, you know, they tried very, very hard to figure out my last name Edgingberg. Yeah, right. They wanted, they Edgingstein. Wanted to, they wanted to find somebody whose
0: last name was Jewish. <laughs> wow. Well, Marry it's off been. their daughters or something. It's been Free Talk Live. You are quite a catch, Mark. We'll see you again in 21 hours. FreeTalkLive.com in the meantime.